Hi, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. Anthony, today is a very special day because we are doing our first reaction, quote-unquote reaction podcast oh. to the Snyder Cut. Oh. Probably the biggest, if not the longest, quote-unquote superhero movie so far. So Definitely probably the most anticipated straight-to-stream movie of the year and man, how, ever how maybe niche. <laughs> how how niche is that <laughs> is i don't know qualification man. they were like <laughs> Zack snyder has been listening to our podcast like i'm gonna give them something to talk about look here's no four other, hours of content no other previously released slash recut superhero movie that released straight to stream has ever graced our podcast. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. There's many firsts. Uh, yeah, let's narrow it down to the to the. Yeah, the this most... is not our first superhero <laughs> movie. It's not even our first DC movie. It's our best DC movie. I might be. What was our first myself. DC? Wonder movie. Woman 1984. Oh yeah, it's true. You already yeah, forgot yeah. about it, which sums yeah. up our review pretty well. Much like how I forgot 1984 because I wasn't born yet. Were no, you not? Nothing. Nothing. No. Oh. 1985. The oh, best gotcha. year ever in recorded history. So I hard disagree, but that's okay. Back to the future, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. The I'm best year ever was uh, 1996 because of the lead into 1997 in which we got those awesome 7-Up commercials. That's That was the best year ever. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, you know, 1997-Up? Uh, no? The countdown? Nope. And they would stop on 7? No? Okay. No. Nope. Also, nope. Pokemon came out. All right. Oh, this no longer I, the best year. Ever. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> the much-awaited Snyder Cut. Highly anticipated. Highly anticipated. Hyped. I didn't see a single trailer. Well, I did. I saw a pretty bad trailer about three years ago. It was rather long. It was a <laughs> yeah, two-hour-long trailer. Lots of stuff in that trailer aren't in this movie. It was a little ta- misleading. Are we talking about the... We talking about the first movie? Is that what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about? Okay. okay. Uh, as I've seen the internet call it the Justice League movie, hmm. which I thought was pretty hmm. clever. I never heard that before until this came out, but it makes sense. <laughs> highly controversial Justice League. I don't know. Most, yeah. M- most recently, highly controversial, but we'll. Oh yeah. One, yeah yeah yeah. We'll let that one sit. <laughs> not discuss it really. Uh, we might, but just not not this episode. So, for anyone who doesn't know what the Snyder Cut is and is listening to this episode, which I'd be, I'm awfully confused if that's the case. <laughs> Our demographic Snyder, knows what the Snyder Cut is. <laughs> but yes, uh, go ahead. Zack Snyder, famous director, he's produced such hits as 300, Watchmen, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Eight Minutes of Fighting, mostly the original Justice League, and then this. But he's also done other stuff. He did Dawn of the Dead. Oh, he did the remake for Dawn of the Dead? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. He also was, uh, he's been a writer and producer on a bunch of stuff, but mostly has actually a pretty short career as a director. I mean, he's only been directing for 18 years. Oh, that's still a pretty good career. It's longer than I've done anything. Well, like if you were to just compare like his quote unquote fame to other big name directors, I just, you know, he's... He's achieved such memorable heights. You know, he's he had enough pull, or at least the fans had enough pull, to demand the release of his original version of a movie that sure. came out, you know, five years ago. So for only being a director for 18 years, I'm actually pretty impressed. It's just, it's amazing. Uh, I can't actually believe that the Snyder Cut came out. 
It's just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say. I just can't yeah. believe that it actually that it happened. actually happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it helped that, and I think this is no surprise to anybody that's listening to this, is that Justice League, the 2017 movie, not a great movie. Not very critically, good. Critically, critically, no. Commercially, oh, highly sure. successful. Uh, it made know. money, but yeah. it... We'll talk more about that later. The point of the bonus episode is we wanted to get our our initial reactions, our initial thoughts of the Snyder Cut, what we're calling the Snyder Cut. It's really Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I don't think I'm going to say those words again. (laughs) Uh, Get those on wax so we can get them out. We're going to do a proper review episode. We're we're going to also do another extra episode next week. We're going to make ourselves rewatch the 2017 Joss Whedon cut of Justice League and then really deep dive those comparisons. <laughs> I look, I watched the movie like three years ago, so I remember it enough, but I'm re- I actually am pretty excited to, to figure out exactly what uh, you know, all the little changes. Obviously, there's some big ones that you know right away, but just going through all of it will be pretty interesting. <laughs> big ones. Uh- <laughs> big ones. <laughs> yeah. An extra 120 minutes. <laughs> I watched this movie Thursday, the day it released. Got off work, watched the movie. I did take a, a couple of breaks. I think at one point I just sat outside for 10 minutes. I was like, all right, I'm a little over halfway through. I just need to stretch the legs, get some fresh air, get this going. You watched it in two two sittings, correct? Yes. My wife works late, unfortunately. And so by the time that she was ready to watch this movie it was already like 9 p.m so we we got a good hour and 10 minutes into it and then uh she's like i'm ready to go to sleep uh <laughs> sure like, oh. sure i don't I work like, okay, night sure. right it didn't release yeah. on a thursday but uh i actually had to work thursday night so i stayed up till 2 a.m doing that so i oh. could have watched the entire movie in one sitting but um sure sure the movie yeah. is broken up into parts which are kind of natural stopping points. So you could watch the first two parts in an hour, hour and a half, come back later or what have you. So you don't need to sit down and watch it all at once. At the mm-hmm. same time, to everyone who's like, oh, it's so long, I can't believe I'm going to do that. All of you know you're going to sit for eight hours and watch uh, The Office reruns on <laughs> your weekend anyway. So not that big of a difference. It's weird how people approach, like the it's streaming, right? You can pause whenever you want. You can rewind if you need to. On HBO Max, the only place you can stream this, it does have bookmarks for the other parts. So if you want to go back to where you were or restart a part because you come back later, you can easily do that. Pretty much the same way as you know, restarting an episode of television. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird how people are like, oh, the four hour long movie, that's ridiculous. And then they'll binge watch whatever new show comes out on Netflix that weekend. I think it's just... Ah, it's weird. It's just inherently... I don't, like, don't want to say built in, but the majority of people who probably are watching this movie like an excited for it are probably used to going to the movie theater to watch movies i guess we are trained to watch movies all in one sitting yeah and it might be controversial to say especially because like the like this is going to sound like a a dig against the new generation and it's not i want everyone to calm down i'm not saying this about generation z or other millennials they're just used to being able to stream everything like everything everything is on stream every all the old movies are for the most part available online if they want to watch titanic they can pause titanic sure. but i think you are right that it's just people will say that and they'll, they'll watch all of the office community parks and rec 
friends, whatever. Like I don't, I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many times my wife, my wife has seen every single episode of Friends. Too many times, it sounds like. Yeah, but yeah. then it's just like I was. I told her this was gonna be four hours. She's like, "Oh my god, it's so long." It's like, like we'll we'll spend a Sunday just watching episodes of Friends, like like all day. Like, I won't leave the couch unless we go to get something to eat. Like, what do you mean it's too long? But yeah, I think that might be what it is. It's just it's it's hard to sit in a movie theater for a long time. For me, I have I have back problems. Sure. And so most of those chairs are not the most comfortable thing in the world. But even in the very comfortable ones, after about two hours, I I start getting a little restless. So I can only imagine people who aren't used to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this this is streaming. You're at home. So I don't know. I think the reaction to that, I reacted as like, yay. Like, I always want more, right? More. Like, like, why would you not watch the extended cut of a movie? I'll sit here for another (laughs) hour, right? So I, I had a good reaction to that. How did you feel about the movie? Just initial upfront baseline reaction. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I absolutely enjoyed the chapters or the parts, whatever. I thought that was a great design decision. The yeah. fact that more movies don't intentionally do that kind of bothers me. Sure. Not just for streaming, but because there's six quote unquote narrative acts as they're defined on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. No, I... I I absolutely love the movie. We won't go into the the nitty gritty or the minutia. No, the, no spoilers you know. at the moment. Nothing right. that isn't but in a trailer. Yeah, all the additional scenes I pretty much enjoyed. If you've seen the trailer, you know that there's there's a giant battle scene involving certain characters. Of course, yeah. Eh, it was a little, it was a little weird, just because it was so CG'd. Which but, um, which battle scene? All of them. Most of the reshots for this movie are actually just CGI shots. Most of the scenes we got were just re-editing of stuff that had already been shot. There was one sequence at the end, the very, very end, that is all new. But most of it's just adding CGI and adjusting well, I'm things. referring to the fight with Darkseid. Ah, yes. That is shown in the trailer. Like, that is just... it's The animation is just a little too... It kind of looked like... Almost, you remember that fight scene from Blade Two, the the one at the beginning when they're fighting in front of those those really really bright lights. You know what I'm talking about? Of course, I remember Blade Two. The animation was getting really close to that, mm. but it's a small notice. things. I didn't notice small things. So it's just a, a stark contrast to the realism of actually filming real people, and then they have sure. this like kind of bad CG in the next scene. That's that's what I'm referring to. Okay. So. I didn't catch that. So the only C- bad CGI, I say bad. The only CGI that stuck out to me as CGI is Cyborg's face, which is a little <laughs> disappointing because it's his face, you know, and it's there a lot. I'm going to have to uh I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit. Okay. This movie is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Did I not say that? It is it's really really good. It's, it's so good to the point that it just it makes me angrier about where the original Justice League ended up. It makes me a little angry with how Wonder Woman 1984 happened, I guess. It's really, really good. A lot of people are going to knee-jerk react to the length. They're going to knee-jerk react to the aspect ratio. They're going to knee-jerk react to, I don't like the gritty and dark. Why can't blah, blah, blah. And those are the same people that complained about Justice League 2017 being too much like Avengers. So there's going to be a bunch of people that can't be, it can't be helped. They're not going to like it because they need to hate it. And those people, I don't know. They're not our listeners. Our listeners are much more open-minded. They're better people. This is absolutely worth the price of subscription. 
Like if you were like, should I get an HBO Max subscription and, and check out some HBO shows? Now's the time. There's tons of tons of great HBO shows I could recommend to you. But this movie would absolutely be one of those things if you were just going to get it for a month. Yeah, even for the 14 day whatever. Yeah, yeah. 14. That gives you 14 <laughs> days to watch this movie. Yeah, I, I believe you. The exact amount of time you would need. <laughs> Are there any characters that you felt really stood out to you? Uh, any any big moments? I did enjoy how much more time the Flash gets on screen. Yes, I remember Justice League well, and the truncation of what like what the story is. Because if I'm understanding correctly, the Snyder Cut is Zack Snyder's original vision, right? That's yeah. It's, it, this is the movie that he wanted to release. I'm sure okay. some some things get moved around. It's been some years, right? He might have had other yeah. ideas, other influences. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that and it might just be because he's not in any other movies cuz the the two characters that get the most additional screen time would be it, for the heroes, the quote-unquote heroes, uh would be Cyborg and the Flash. And I, I appreciated that. I actually yeah. like Ezra Miller's representation or his his um version call it Ver- yeah version of the flash i think barry allen is a highly underrated character already sure and he managed to bring that almost manic hyper super like not even necessarily outspoken but just highly animated character to the big screen and i've never seen flash on any in any other movie so i i really liked him in justice league and the fact that i got to see more of him in this one was he was probably my favorite character in the in the original cut the joss whedon cut whatever we're going to call it the flash and cyborg do get a lot more screen time but we've already been introduced to batman wonder woman's got two movies out already yeah superman right aquaman's had a movie but he didn't have a movie before this happened so i think he was introduced here so i haven't watched aquaman i need to go back and watch it because i'm assuming it's a sequel to this but also i like that the movie treats I think I feel like the movie treats the audience well. Like they expect like a, their audience to be smart. Like you know yeah, who Superman is, you know who yeah. Wonder Woman is, you understand who the Flash is. Even if you don't know their backstories, you understand who the Flash. He runs fast, right? Yeah. They give a lot more time to Cyborg because he's a lesser known character. I think our generation probably knows him from the Teen Titan cartoons more than anything else. If they do know him, and those don't go into origins and whatnot. So the movie spends a little bit more time on the not, I guess, lesser known heroes, but it doesn't slap you in the face with whatever. Uh, Aquaman, we know Aquaman swims fast and talks to fish. They, so you know who he is already. They don't explain his abilities. They show you his abilities. You see him do the things, right? And you get his backstory in a few different scenes as he's interacting with other characters. That's great. That's perfect. The Justice League movie got some flack for just diving right in you know marvel with their big team-up movie with the avengers everyone else showed they showed up in other movies first right even the characters that didn't get their own movies showed up in iron man or thor or whatever other things yeah while in justice league 2017 and then this one this is the first time aquaman showing up it's the first time we're seeing flash and cyborg kind of they had a little tiny vignettes in batman v superman just to say that they were out there but that's it so this like, I think it did it really well, especially in this longer cut, because they do have the time to explain these characters' backstories a little bit and to bring them in. But I, I don't know. I appreciated being shown, not told, and just not having my, my hand held the whole time as far as who these people were and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. 
but the some of the cameos at the end that were both added and ones that were just changed from the the Josh Sweden cut they treat you well they don't go through and explain who all these people are and it was really nice this is not a movie for idiots and what i mean by that is it's not treating its audience like an idiot you know like yeah you're right if you're watching the Snyder cut chances are you've read a comic book you've played a game yeah. You've watched a You've show seen the or another movie. Chris Nol- <laughs> Christopher Nolan Batman yeah, movies like or if, something. Yeah. If you're watching the Snyder Cut, it's because you are a fan of DC Comics. And I would argue that DC Comics is probably a, a grittier, darker comic line. It can be. I think it varies from line to line. Obviously in the uh, in their movies. I, I think it's Bat I think it's Batman mostly because he's <laughs> such a like he's such a dominating presence in the comic books. And he's well, such a dark and gritty character already. I mean, if you were to if you were to ask people who their the favorite part, yeah. superhero or comic book character is, I'd I'd venture a guess that Batman is probably the number one option. You think so? I would probably put money on it. I'd say <laughs> I I don't know, Batman or Spider Man. If you're talking with DC, obviously I think Batman would be the overwhelming choice, but in overall. For sure, in all of comics. But I, I would say Batman would it would probably be Batman would be a lot of people's number one pick, in my opinion. No, absolutely. I think it's because he's had so many more movies than anyone. Has like he? if you were to count all the movies Batman has been in, like Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, guess so. I think this I, is like the maybe ninth or Iron Man one. or Captain America would probably have more because of the Marvel movies, but sure. Well, we've had more versions of Batman as well. Yeah. So this, this is our third big screen. I guess Spider Man's catching up to him in record time, but are we talking about actors who have portrayed him? No, or just well, I would. Arcs? I, I say the character itself, like so, like Tim Burton's, yeah. like Michael Keaton's Batman is supposed to be the same as Clooney's and um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. What's his face? But Ben Affleck's our third big screen Batman, and we're getting a fourth one, yeah. I suppose, with um, the Robert Pat Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. version coming up. Is that later this year? I don't, it doesn't matter. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. So later next year. So we've had a lot of interpretations. We've had so many cartoons. We've had, you have the old 60s serial, you know, mm-hmm. he's everywhere. He's their biggest property. I mean, yeah, we had the, I mean, Superman had two and a half good movies, a couple of really bad movies. I would say the, the bad Superman <laughs> movies are worse than the bad Batman movies, if that if that makes sense. And he's a property that doesn't get touched nearly as often, just because, I don't know, I don't think anyone knows what to do with them. Regardless... I'm glad you agree that the movie didn't, and I'm glad you liked that the movie didn't hold your hand and treat you like you don't know who these characters are. Yeah. Well, I prefer that in almost all movies, but especially in movies in which that I am familiar with the uh, source material. So. Sure, sure. Not to say that other movies aren't like this, right? There's plenty of Marvel movies, especially the later Avenger films that don't explain everything, but they just kind of move forward with things. They don't spend a lot of time holding your hand. Um, so it's it's definitely not like this is the only example yeah, of this type yeah. of storytelling. It was just really nice. Yeah. After watching Suicide Squad <laughs> to have a movie that didn't explain everything to me every 18 minutes for four hours. <laughs> My last thing I want to I want to mention about this movie is that the length of the credits at the end is about the same length of the credits that you get in one WandaVision episode. <laughs> You're not going to let that go, are you? <laughs> such a such a waste of my... Oh, my goodness. Uh, it didn't matter. WandaVision was great. You should watch it. Wow, there's a lot of credits. Just way too many. <laughs> way too many. And it, sometimes there's post-credit scenes and sometimes there's not. So it felt like I was being 
I don't know. I feel like they're just deliberately wasting my time. <laughs> Sorry. It's a whole other thing. That's a whole other no, thing. That's fine. That's fine. Awesome. Absolutely go watch this film. Do what you got to do. It's really, really good. If you're just a little bit of a fan of Man of Steel or Batman v Superman or the first Wonder Woman movie, definitely give this a go. This is great. Can we talk about, we've already, I think we're, we're both in agreement that the movie's great. I think the term we used was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think we're both in agreement that for the most part, all the additional scenes were probably well received, at least in my opinion. There's only one scene that I felt went on for too long in the entire movie. Okay. Should all movies be like this? And what I mean by that is, should all movies have the original narrative vision of their creators? For good or for worse. I think a great example of a movie that Mm -hmm. had its creative vision of its creator, uh, Waterworld. But I wouldn't have Waterworld any other way. I think that if, in my opinion, what's that guy's name? Um, Shigeru Miyamoto, the mm-hmm. Nintendo gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's his name. Once said, you should make the best game that you can because a bad game will always be remembered as a bad game. I'm, I'm butchering his quote. but He was a, talking about it, taking time to get it right. Yeah, it's yeah. It's better yeah. than if, rushing something that's bad. Right. A pretty famous quote in those circles. I think that maybe not all movies, but if you're going to hand your franchise over to someone like Zack Snyder, who has a very, very, very particular style very distinct yes all of his movies and when i say they they look the same i'm not i'm not denigrating or i'm not saying that that's a bad thing but all of his movies have a style and i think if you're going to hand your if you're going to hand your franchise over to someone who who has a a stylistic repertoire you shouldn't interfere with whatever he's doing now i know there were extenuating circumstances he had a family emergency that he had to deal with but i just I I cannot forgive Josh Whedon for butchering the original Justice League. Like, I really can't. I I just can't. I agree to a point. I don't know how much of it is on Joss and how much of it is on the studio, Warner Brothers themselves, and how much of it is what they wanted. I feel like they brought him in and said, please make Avengers. That that made a lot of money. And that's what he tried to do. Even... And we can we can dive more into it in our, our longer episode, but I've, I don't know if all of the blame is on Joss Whedon for what we ended up getting, but enough of it is that I, I'm not going to completely disagree with you. Just I just want to make sure because movies are made by a team of people. You, you right. see, your original question was about whether or not all movies should have that kind of vision. The thing is, is that we keep calling this Zack Snyder's Justice League or the Snyder Cut, but there's a, so many other people involved in producing and, and there's assistant sure. directors and, uh, you know, just the way the actors portray it. There's so many other pieces. So, yes, this Justice League 2017 is a great example of a movie that just gets maybe a little too micromanaged. But at the same time, and I don't know how much creative control Zack Snyder had, how much of it is a team versus the Joss Whedon cut. I don't know. And Joss Whedon has made great movies. He's not an untalented director, writer, producer, whatever. So it's it's hard to, I don't know, it's difficult. <laughs> but if you put up Joss Whedon's style versus Zack Snyder's style, you, I can tell you right away that Joss Whedon wasn't the person you wanted picking up the pieces. <laughs> They're so different, so different from one another. I'm going to read you a quote uh-huh. from Matt Zoller Sites of RogerEbert.com. This four-hour cut is the kind of brazen, a tourist vision that Martin Scorsese was calling for when he complained, rightly, that most modern superhero movies don't resemble cinema. That's what I that's what I meant. Sure. So in, in the 90s, late 80s, 
early 90s, a lot of cartoons were essentially 20-minute, 30-minute commercials for toys. Right. People might take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that the Marvel movies, the the modern-day Marvel movie is the equivalent to that. But it is part of the hype machine. When Disney purchased Marvel, they did it for the sole purpose of making money. Well, yes. And that is what has happened. The The genre is so flooded right now. I've spoken for years about the superhero or the comic book bubble where it, it, it happened to Western movies. It happened to pirate movies. It happened to action movies where the genre gets so bloated that it eventually pops and everyone's out. And then 10, 15, 20 years later, they start making those movies again because there's a hole right. in the marketing. I think what you're trying to say department. is, and I'll sum this up, this movie isn't going to sell toys. Well, what I mean is when Zack Snyder, really, when he got to make this version of this movie, I'm not saying that this is the movie he always wanted to make, but this is the kind of movie that when, you, when you're looking back at a director's filmography or an actor's filmography or a producer, whatever, a writer... When you're looking back at their career, you can point to an exact moment in time when they reached their pinnacle or their zenith. That's what I mean is this is an all-time great movie for me. It's storytelling, it's presentation, the acting, everything about it, with the exception of one particular scene. It's probably Zack Snyder's best movie, right? Like, yeah, if you uh, sure. if you think about it, like, is it better than 300? Is it better well, than Justice League? Well, you know, is it, yeah, I don't know. If that's is his is movie. it better than is it better than Watchmen? Like if you mm, look at all the one, other movies yeah. that he's that he's made, this is a this is a career defining movie. Just no, I agree. I agree. I think to sum up this bonus episode and our I don't know our initial thoughts, our initial reaction, or what have you, is a darn good movie. Absolutely watch it. Go have fun. Come back afterwards and listen to our longer episode about it. You got closing thoughts. For my closing thoughts, I am sad a little bit, mostly because I don't think we'll get a sequel. And if we do get a sequel, it's not it's not going to contain the same characters or at least the same actors. It's probably going to be in different hands. I know that we're getting another Flash movie. I know we're getting another Aquaman movie. I know we're getting a second Suicide Squad movie. Like I know there's there's going to be a continuation of the the DCEU. Jeez, ah, like I'm just I'm just sad. I'm just a little sad. It's like if I can make a cross genre comparison it's yeah. like the after i finished all three mass effect games i was sad that i'll never be able to experience them again for the first time sure same thing as when you read a good book finish a long television yeah. show like yeah it feels even though there's a lot of teasing for more it's so uncertain yeah i feel like i'm a little bit more hopeful i'm excited for what we're going to see next i'm hoping that we'll see more of this story especially with what's been teased. So, yeah, but all right. All right. I think that that wraps us up. Uh, thanks for listening to our thoughts and opinions. We don't deserve you listening. So we appreciate it. And we'll <laughs> uh, catch you in a couple of days on Monday for our normal release with our full spoilerific thoughts and opinions and breakdown. Say bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye. Let's try a couple of things. Let's do a couple of different intros, see what sticks. Yeah, let's do our normal one and then let's like pause and do something different. Maybe we can each do one. We can pick one.
Well, that was actually what I was going to say. I was going to just do a, an intro off the cuff and see how it works. <clears throat> okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys React. My name is Chris. <laughs> Man, uh, my name is Anthony. You don't like that? <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> I mean, we want to just sound like everyone else, I guess. I, we did okay. say we were going to make this podcast as generic as possible, and having oh. React episodes would make us pretty generic. So, All right. I think do, you, you have goals accomplished. 